Yeah. So, so if, if, imagine playing lacrosse with a wiffle ball. <laughs> Don't tell on us. A, I, on, on, a, on a basketball court. And that's what floor ball is. Rodrigo, you got you to gotta save it for the pod. <laughs> you're, you're, you're ruining the, the immediate response. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> well, he was. I still, I still have never seen that movie. Neither have I. I don't uh, ever need to. Yeah, it's it's weird when Dumbledore dies. <laughs> Sparkly vampire. Hello, comrades, and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Burdine. I am joined by Corey Schreppel, Mark Fangmeyer, and the king of not letting me start the damn podcast, Rodrigo Sanchez-Cheferia. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Hi. the 551 Podcast. We're here together. We're going to talk about Minnesota United, uh, their loss away to Seattle. They've got a big, crazy week this week with uh, Seattle. Uh Sporting Kansas City and LA Galaxy, the top three teams in the West, all in one week. And uh, yeah, but let's let's start first with the good, the bad, and the weird. The good, the U.S. men's national team, we talked about a little bit last week on the podcast. They beat Honduras 4-1 to one in the third uh, World Cup qualifying match. Uh, Ricardo Pepe saved uh, Triple G, um, 3G, Greg Berhalter's job. The team is now uh, tied with Canada for second in the standings um, behind Mexico. They're in a much better place. They also played. It was a lot of fun, that game. Um, it, was, uh, it was a little tense for a bit uh, as they gave up the first goal. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, any, any, anything you want to add on this, guys? Ricardo Pepe has been, like, great in a sense of like finally getting time to play for FC Dallas. Cause you, I remember him like two years ago when he was burning chase um, while he was playing us as a 17 year old. Um, but now as an 18 year old, um, you know, he's, he's doing good. He's actually, if not close to the lead in the MLS uh, golden boot watch. So he's in great form and he just literally has a never die attitude and he hustles for the ball and he fights for everything. And I'm, I, I never scream. If you don't scream Ricardo, Ricardo Pepe goals, like you, like Maradona screams goals while on cocaine at a 94 world cup, you, you are not patriotic enough. Mark, do you want to add something? I don't you know keep, what you to keep add. On trying to that. tell. Uh, you keep on trying to tell Corey to go here, but <laughs> Corey does not want to talk now. No, it was um, it was good, and I mean, all things considered, I mean, let's say the um, Canada and the Honduras result were switched, and we beat Canada and drew Honduras. Like everyone would think, it was a pretty good start to qualifying. And so, um, it was it was a much nervier than it should have been at the start, especially the after the first half against Honduras, but. Um, I thought they persevered. I appreciate a manager who is willing to pull his head out of his ass and make changes when he is obviously screwed up. And, um, they did that. And the best part about the, um, like the, especially the last three goals, because I mean, when Christian Pulisic went 
down injured in like the 60th minute. Um, that after that is when we scored three more goals. So I mean, there was a lot of they really gutted out a good performance. They looked good, and hopefully, the team that we saw and the setup we had in the second half against Honduras will be the team that we have going forward, and we can forget about this whole at uh, all. Uh, first half and what all, I mean, Berhalter just seemed like he was just trying to outsmart himself and it obviously didn't work and he simplified it. And lo and behold, when you have a bunch of players that come in for like a week to play with together, simpler is better. You can't. And so I, I was happy with it. Well, I think that the the main thing is you have a very young team. You don't have, veterans and youth players and kind of uh, you have a, a complete restarting in this cycle and that means we're going to have some bad results where from good players you know the, they're the whole hope is that we can first qualify but that then this whole cycle will get us ready to have a good world cup so that we have a good world cup and then 2026 we were going because we are really restarting the system um, I, it was great. It was just good to watch a, a 4-1 win. They looked like they were having a good time in the second half. And um, The other good is that uh, the Gophers soccer uh, player, Kenzie Langdock, um, scored an absolutely amazing goal from 25, 30 yards out. It was spectacular. That was um, in their 2-0 uh, two, win against North Dakota. Um, if you want to go check out Gophers games, they've got a few coming up. They've got one that overlaps with the um, Loons this weekend on Saturday night. But um, you know, you can you can go. I think September thirtieth is the next home game after that, October third. They they're often on Thursday or Sunday Thursday nights or Sunday afternoons. So um, go check that out. Obviously, obviously go wa- uh, follow Equal Time Soccer because I think the there's now like. Um, four of them all covering this stuff, and they're doing a great job. The bad. Um, Corey, you, you do the bad here. This this hits yeah. home. Right, right. This is not just my, this is not just me being a Liverpool apologist, but um, so over the weekend, um, 18 year old debutante uh, from the Liverpool Academy, Harvey Elliott, who looks like he's in a 311 cover band, um, he went down with. Uh, a pretty nasty uh, challenge around the 60th minute against Leeds United. Um, basically, the second that he went down, you could just see his foot was in the opposite direction and most solid stopped the play and called over the the um, medical team. Yeah, it, it looked bad. It sucks. It's like another young player that went down. The thing that started to kick up a lot of the conversations around the EPL this year is the refereeing after last year who was calling um, – they were calling a lot of soft fouls last season and this season they've said, we're just going to let it, let uh, the run of play be, you know, a lot more natural and let it try to not kill the flow. And there's concerns that are they course correcting too hard in the opposite direction? Um, That's going to lead to more challenges like this, even though that this particular challenge wasn't intentional. Um, Could it lead to more injuries? Um, I don't necessarily think so. I just think it sucks that, you know, an 18 year old kid gets his ankle turned, you know, 45 degrees off of his, you know, uh, the bottom of his boot. Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, they didn't, I didn't see the replay cause I was at the bar and, uh, was working on something and looked up for the replay. And I think the injury was so bad. They just didn't show it. So, yeah. Um, 
the weird is uh, this great clip that was going around the internet, which is there's an NFL announcer um, who's doing like a break that the, the video is on some cheerleaders and they're doing a little promo spot. And, it's a CBS uh, announcer for Paramount Plus. And, and just um, trying to be like, oh, well, soccer now is on Paramount Plus. So you can go check out the Syria IA and the UFA competitions and the NWNSL and the CONCACAFA. Conca- <laughs> oh, CONCAFA. Yeah. Anyway, it was great stuff. He just he kept on going. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that he like actually know he knows all of that and was just fucking with everyone. <laughs> I, I think he just created like five new leagues and yeah. just that that promo. I, I can't wait for the Lufa Lufa League to start. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> it's the yeah. cleanest league. Yeah, yeah. You and Rush Limbaugh. Um, <laughs> Orlando City. This is the other weird Orlando City Twitter wished the Minnesota Vikings good luck for the start of their season, which um, you can imagine how uh, well that was received by Florida. Uh, football fans so <laughs> just just classic love it when a uh, an admin does some bootlicking oh it's just just please the wilfs just please them did you see that the the fc dallas um guy got a tattoo of ricardo pepe on a yeah. train on his on his arm this, i know this happened news. a while ago but i just yeah. i had not seen it until this week there's a little article on him and uh and uh, I, it was amazing. He got a tattoo. I, I just, I, I think Matt Doyle needs to get a face tattoo of Ricardo Pepe. Yeah. Hey, Matt Doyle. Make it yeah. happen. That's a yeah, David gas. I mean, both. Well, they them, all should. Yeah. Both of them are on that train. Yeah. They should, or, or they should make the FC Dallas admin get pictures of them on the train of gas and, uh, and Doyle on the train additions to the the tattoos all right let's take a break we're gonna come talk about minnesota united all right let's talk minnesota united fc the first little bit of news here is that michael boxall uh all-around good human being uh, has been re-signed for uh, for the next two years with the club. Uh, I think that that was generally loved news. He, I think, has become really the most the only relatable player these days. Like there aren't that many players who I think um, uh, maybe Ethan Finley. Uh, I think Ethan Finley does a lot of work to kind of uh, try to speak to the the fans a little bit. Um, but Michael Boxall is a great dude. And um, totally someone who surprised all of us. I think there were lots of us who were who rolled our eyes or had very low expectations of him. And uh, and he's been fantastic. You know, he had a little bit of that uh, Opara magic rub off on him, and uh, and he came out of it, you know, a, a better player for it. Um, uh, other little bits of news is that uh, Franco Fragapane is back, and we also think that Lude and Reynoso are going to be back. Whether they're back midweek. This week or uh, or the end of the week, it's it's hard to say, but um, they they're all training, so it would be nice to see Hanson and uh, McMaster and everyone fit. Uh, it's frustrating having literally everyone who could play on the left injured, but yeah, it was uh, before the Seattle game. It was Lud was questionable about whether or not he would even travel. 
um, that you know they might both he and Reynoso might may have come in as subs, but it's like um, as it got closer, it was very likely that now at this point it's like they might be involved with Kansas City, whether it's as a starter or they both come in as subs. I don't know, but I'd imagine if they're if they're on the bench, they're going to start. All right, let's move right into the Minnesota United game at Seattle. Um, the The lineup was, I think, the best it could be at this point. Um, Fragapane has been out for, is it a month and a half now? feels like seven Six months. Six weeks at least. Um, yeah. And he came back right into the starting lineup. And so you had a 4-3-3 with a, a central midfield of um, Trap, Ozzy Alonso, and Dotson. Backline was what we thought it would be, and then Unu and uh, Finley rounded out the attack. Um, we finished this game with uh, expected goals uh, on our side of 0.73, Seattle of 0.85. Uh, it was not an attractive-looking game. Um, wh- what do you want to say about these players? I'll, I'll let you guys uh, freeform here and, and just tell me what stood out about this match. Um, our complete lack of connection between our holding midfielders and our attackers. Like, hmm. I, I mean, at a point, I feel bad for Dotson. Like, we all know Adrian, he's, his philosophy is to play his, his, what he believes are his 11 best players on the field. And it doesn't matter if they're in their best positions. He just wants them on the field. And it's to the point now where I'm starting to feel bad for Dotson for all of the shit that he's putting that Adrian Heath is putting him through, whether it's on the left wing or, you know, playing a number 10, like he was awful uh, in the center of the field at, at making connecting passes. Like, and for a team who, and uh, I mean, we talked about this before the match on um, Patreon um, on our Slack channel about this, like when the lineup came out, but like when they announced Das as a 10, I was like, oh man, for a team who is so reliant on Ray to be that connector and to make those passes to our attackers, Dotson isn't a passer. Like his passing is not that good. And I didn't see how it would ever work out. And it did not. Like we had absolutely zero, like we had very few opportunities. Our only opportunity really was when Unu was on the ground and there was a bad back pass and he got the ball. Like that was the only time we actually had a good attempt at goal hang on i i want to just disagree with you i think you had a fantastic moment in the second half where trap sent the ball to a diagonal running finley finley did an amazing move to oh i around. forgot the one finley point yeah, yeah right. and then he and he put a shot in you had also had a really good move where um that was between um chase did a great move sent it uh to fragapane this is the f- first half i think as well um to Fragapane, who's very central, and then he put it to um, to Unu. That didn't work. I mean, none of it worked out. But I, I actually thought um, Dotson had a great moment that that was intercepted. I thought we we did have okay. It was not a good game from anyone. I don't I don't want to say say that, but we had probably three or four decent moments, um, but we couldn't you know couldn't finish it. Um, and I, I don't. I think we needed to create more of those decent moments. But I, I don't think. I, I maybe you're right about the Dotson in the ten roll thing um, not being good enough there. But I do think we had some good penetration of the box that happened. 
Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like the one that I'm talking about, I think too is like there was one where there's some interplay with Fragapani and Chase on the side. Yeah, uh, and Fragapani, like Chase went a little bit deep, cut it back. Fragapani came across and put a ball across, but like it was too, it was far. It just split everybody. Like it split the goal and split our attackers and didn't go any near anybody. And that kind of felt like the feel of all of our opportunities. Where like you might have done something, but like there was just no finish to him. And it just, the, it just, everything came to not. And like, even when you like, when you're like, Oh, it's, you're like, but it actually was like just wide of everything. Like it wasn't close for on any of them. Yeah. I mean, it's the overarching theme from, from this match is like, he set up the four, three, three with the holding midfield, you know, whether you want to look at Ozzy and trap as dual sixes with Dotson as the, the eight at the front of that triangle or, you know, if you want to call him a ten, he wasn't a ten. It, there was a there was a disconnect from the from the midfield up to our attackers. There wasn't a ton of dyna, uh, you know the dynamics, you know, with with our wings. Like Chase and Fragapani had some good ideas, but they haven't played together in a month and a half. And Chase looked confused about when he wanted to when he should have overlapped. Uh, Fragapani, like I noticed several times where Fragapani turned around to Chase and looked just looked frustrated with with Chase for not making the overlapping run because we know that Fragapani likes to tuck in and combine centrally. That is not Unu's strong suit in in when he's playing as that as that hold up striker. Um, and he and and Unu wasn't playing as a withdrawn striker either. He wasn't tracking back a ton into the midfield to collect and move forward which if you're going to set up in a 4-3-3 like that, you, you kind of need to. So it was just like all of these pieces were so disconnected. And, and again, it's it's Heath putting his favorite or what he thinks is the best players on the field and says they will get the job done. Instead of saying, you know, Unu, I do want you to be the striker, but we're going to make you a false nine and you're going to need to come back and collect and create a little bit. And or you know, you know, Fragapani is going to need to like not not giving people these specific tactics because if they did, it either isn't clear and our players are bad and they don't know how to execute it, or Heath didn't give them those instructions. Uh, you're soft pedaling your own notes because you know that I'm going to disagree with you. You wrote Fragapani and Chase looked atrocious. Yeah, and I. Yeah, you you soft pedaling because you know I want to disagree with you on that. I know so, you do. It's just like I thought that Fragapane, him coming back in there, he was um, getting in spaces and making passes um, that reminded me of like, oh man, I wish we had seen, I wish we've been able to have more than like twelve seconds with Lud Reynoso and Fragapane, and then maybe we'd see more from Unu. Uh, in that that well, the, the, the thing to, to clarify my point about Fragapani, I don't think Fragapani looked bad. I don't think Chase necessarily looked bad on on his own. It's the 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 left wing combination play of if Fragapani is going to cut in, Chase needs to go forward, and there was a lot of lack of communication between the two of them. And visible frustration, and maybe they were just communicating about it, and I was misreading it. But it just didn't seem like it was it was together. And I'm, you know, going to chalk it up to Fragapani just not being in the starting lineup for six weeks. I think the theme for this whole game was uh, uh, just just passing to nowhere. Like our passes went nowhere into open space, into other uh, other player uh, on Seattle's uh, three. We just this possession was. 
was was horrible. You could totally tell that these this team hadn't really like practiced enough to be able to connect passes together. Um, like in the tenth minute, right? Um, we talked about Ozzy, uh, and even though I had, he, I thought he had an okay game. Like he literally toe kicked the ball away into open space, right into um, right into a Seattle player, and that led to the attack. And where like where like Tyler Miller had to save like you know I don't know two or three shots in a row. Like it's 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 one of those things where like if you can't have some sort of fluent understanding of how you want to distribute the ball you you're not going to be successful and that was extremely obvious when when uh when we couldn't get the ball across i think chase and fragapane probably had like the had had their great moments i really liked i, I wish fragapane would have dribbled more into the box or, or 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 asked for the ball more into the box as as when he had the two the crosses the first cross it was in the box that could have been that led to the phantom handball um, that no one called. That would have been um, that, that that was a positive. But also when he when he shot across the ball that went across, those were all within the box. He was the one that was trying to create as much as he could. But you, but when no one no one's talking to each other, no one's moving without the ball. It's just everyone's just being stagnant, like like stagnant water. It just doesn't. Nothing's gonna move, and that was the thing for me. It's like nobody wanted to move without the ball, and and it was frustrating. Like watching Ethan Finley make run after run, make make try to play play try to carry a team on his back to move it, and just not get rewarded for any other stuff that he was working for. Yeah, I think that Ethan Finley and uh, Tyler Miller were the only people who had. I don't think they had good games, but they had okay plus games. You know. Um, like uh, like Delta Plus. Is that is that a bad plus cover band? <laughs> yeah, okay plus. It's <laughs> oh, okay plus. plus it's bad plus. Uh, just doing um, Radiohead's OK Computer, which by the way would be awesome. I would. Pay. I would. I would. I would go see that. Yeah. Um. So um, Corey and I went with the um, teens to watch Phoebe Bridgers this week. Uh, there oh, was yeah. lots of lots of teen girls well, who were extremely excited about Phoebe Bridgers, and uh, so were we. Uh, and a lot of like middle aged men also excited. Yeah, yeah. For no, Phoebe but the, the teen That's... girls were extremely loud in the center. So. Yeah, and we were all back behind the the sound booth by the porta potties drinking beer. Yeah, getting high. Uh, <laughs> getting... You guys were being the, the old the old creeps in the concert. So many. I haven't seen that many Doc Martens since like 1998. Yep. Lots of lots of Wilco dads out there, and uh, Lydia um, uh, was like, "Is there like a what's the female equivalent of Wilco dad?" And I was like, "Well, there can be women who can be Wilco dads, but um, but I was like, I don't think there's a Phoebe Bridgers mom. I don't think that's a category yet. I think those these like fifteen year olds at the show are going to grow up to be that." Um, do you want to talk more about the game? Yeah. Do we want to talk about the goal? Yeah, let's talk about the goal. Um, the reason that we lost. Because <laughs> um, I, I will say that basically this was a story of two absolutely crappy teams. They Neither team uh, was fully fit, and uh, they both just played terribly. Um, Seattle as well. Um, you mentioned that that Rui Diaz was not in this in the yeah in the eighteen at yeah. all, and he could have put away a couple. Um, let's see. So the. Who wants to take us through the lead up of this? Mark, you just watched it with me. So do you want to run us through how this goal happened? Yeah, it's it's weird. Like 
because uh, the ball gets kind of lost on the right-hand side. Uh, Dotson got beat pretty badly and just kind of stood there. Uh, and then Chase tried to recover. Um, all of a sudden, and then Dotson continued to just stay in his spot. Like, just where he got beat, he just kind of stood there and just, like, stared at the ball. When it went past him, uh, Chase kind of stopped the guy. The ball was passed back to... I forget who Will Trap actually is the one who... Um, was it Will Trap that came over down. to stop him? Yep, okay, yep. so Will Trap kind of came over, which again leads will lead to the goal because Will Trap had to come over centrally to cover for that. Um, the ball got passed back, almost past Dotson, who's just still just standing there, and then it was just a perfect pass straight to um, oh god, who scored the goal? I forget who scored the goal. Um, um, Joe Plata. Uh, Joe Plata. All right, it's straight to him. Uh, Ozzy kind of tried to come in. I think he might have got nutmegged uh, on the shot. Yep, he did. Um, yeah, it was just it was just bad all around. Like, and I, and and it wasn't like it was a great shot either way. It was like one of those slow balls, like gets hit hits the corner post, just the inside of the post, and it goes in. Like, if it would have been like half an inch the other side, it would have gone back out. Yeah, um, or if it had been like three inches the other way, it would have been saved. Like, it was right, just a very right. well placed shot that like didn't have much pace on it, but it was just perfectly placed. And um, yeah, but yeah, Joe the lead Paolo, up to it was just bad. Joe Paulo has our number, I think, in like. The last three games that we played Seattle, he scored twice. Yeah, so, um, so like it's yeah. So the the real thing was that there was a huge gap between Ozzy was in the box, completely ball watching. Hassani is walking, um, and so there's two actually two Seattle players in the midfield between them at the top of the box, and the ball just goes easily to Paolo, and he just you know yeah, like you said. Just slotted into the the one inch space that it could be. The the question the question I have about this, and I've been thinking about it a little bit, which is like, what is the reason for those lapses when we're in a situation like this where clearly we don't have our key playmaker, the 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 piece that of our puzzle, Reynoso. You know, because I think if you had a Reynoso in there, Dotson would have been sitting back further with Ozzy and Trap, assuming like, you know, that's the lineup or, or he's as an eight or he's playing as a six, however you want to describe it. Do you think that part of Dotson's sluggishness was he was asked to play more advanced or, you know, is it a symptom of playing people out of position? Like what, like Rodrigo, you seem like you got something. Well, I mean, we talked about it before. It's it's communication, information, discipline. Like when you're not when when you're not playing in your formation and you're not sticking to where you're supposed to be, that's what happens, right? Ozzy was already like playing more of a defensive role, so then Will Trap and Hassani Dotson have to communicate with each other in a sense of like if if this if it's going if I'm going up, someone has to come back, and when both of them are up, you know that that's a problem because there'll be a gap between the the uh, center backs and and the midfield and it, and we saw a lot of that because there wasn't a lot of communication and there was just no there was there, there was no di- discipline in that aspect of it like we yeah. didn't know who was going to move there who was going to move there at points yeah. Ozzy looked more like an eight at points when he was trying to connect passes Will Trap I I didn't see much of Will Trap and that was one of the things that I that, that I, I'm used to seeing him passing and connecting balls and. And Dotson was just trying to just do it all together. So, well, I think the the key is that in that moment where he will trap, you know, Will and Hassani are playing 
you know, in the center of the midfield. And Will has been pulled out to help cover for the space uh, that, that Chase had moved forward to, to into. Um, and so now you've got two of those central midfielders pulled over to the left side because Hassani lo- lost the ball in the attack. Now Will's covering for it. So it has to be Hassani. Like, like I said that Ozzy is ball watching there. He has to see that. But Hassani has to look and see that, oh, the other central midfielder has completely vacated the space. They're, the entire center of the pitch has been given to Seattle. That that kind of stuff is, and we've seen Hassani do this before, Like that is kind of elementary stuff of you. Th- this midfield, this midfield three only works if people are actually paying attention, like you're saying, and communicating. And Hassani was not paying attention. Yeah, and, no, and that's. Go ahead, Mark. I, I mean, it's basically. It's, I mean, it's defending one on one. If you lose the ball, or you lose, you know, if someone, if you lose a man and he gets by you, and someone has to cover for you, you need to fill the space of the person that's covering for you. Like it's kind of defending one on one there. And Hassani was just stuck ball watching, like basically standing like parallel on the sideline with the action down a little bit further down the field. Like it was, yeah. It, it's just ball watching. To 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 mirror what Rodrigo said, like, and that it, it, it's the, those two things, right? It's the fundamentals, but it's also like um, rigor around formations. And what do we if we're going to be a four three three holding midfield bunker and counter when we're on the road and play for the draw? There needs to be a certain identity. There needs to be a certain set of rules. And I don't know that. You know, we we talk we we talk every season about what is our plan B. This looks more and more like it is our plan B for that other identity when we're on the road. But I don't think we have figured that out, especially when we don't have that dynamic playmaker that's that's in the attack. Do we need a dynamic playmaker? Do you think if you take Ozzy out and you put Jacory Hayes, things get more stabilized in the sort of sense? Because then. No, because then Dotson is, is more of an eight in a sense, and then you, if you if you're looking for someone to connect passes to, and Jacory when he came in the second half was 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 more, well was doing that in a sense, but also Seattle was more like well, we're going to play defense now and just and just uh, wait this out. So yeah, I I think it's just knowing what the roles are and what the relationships need to be between that midfield three if you're gonna if you're gonna keep Ozzy as the six as the shield in front of the the back four does that mean that Chase and Roman Metinair don't bomb as far forward like what what is the what are the rules and what are the formations and the patterns and the identity of that team but I don't think we know and but I think it's a it's a it's a little bit of all of it let's uh let's look a bit forward because we have two games this week uh, Sporting Kansas City on Wednesday night away at 7.30, and um, we'll have it on with Blackheart in the, with the big old screen going on. And um, and then we've got LA Galaxy on the weekend at home. It's been a while since we've had a home game. 7 p.m., we're going to have the Venezuelan food truck again, and um, uh, you know, we've got, you know, drag afterwards. Actually, it's drag, cabaret, burlesque. Anyway, um, so let's uh, l- let's talk about this. Oh, I do want to say uh, I've got to do all the writing up, but by this time it comes out. Um, Fridays and Saturday nights, Blackheart is going to have a vaccine mandate. So go ahead. If you're coming to the after show, take a picture of your vaccine card, put it on your phone, and be ready for that or get tested uh, the, the day or two before 
Um, anyway, just ha- getting word out there so that people aren't surprised or, and, and bummed. Or or get the tattoo of your vaccine card mm-hmm. on your forearm. Yeah. Yep. Or, the, or, get, or the tattoo there's of also Corey's the, um, vaccine card. There's the Vax Yes app, which uh, you can go to, and you can actually input all of your stuff, and it sends you a thing to keep in your Google or your Apple wallet so that you can have all your vaccine stuff right there ready to go. Okay. I just I just took a picture of it, so I've got picture but could you could get an app too to do this as well uh-huh. Wes is just telling us why analog is better yeah yeah <laughs> I actually I took a picture with my Holga and then uh, had that oh. developed I mean you guys what Wes did is he got his home laminator yeah, and he yeah. just laminated the card and That's he's right. put a, he put a one hole punch and they made a necklace to mm-hmm. go around a little lanyard for it he it's just like wears a, it around it's his like neck. a puka shell uh, necklace with it. <laughs> he takes his Vax card to his Dave Matthews band concert <laughs> alright so anyway everyone go ahead and do that right now while you're listening if you haven't done it already and um, do it right now okay Kansas City, they have one win in the last five. They've got three draws, uh, including against us. Two red cards in the last five. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about LA Galaxy. And let's talk about, you know, we we said last week, you know, I, I went through the stats of what we've what we've been able to do in the last uh, season against the top four teams, which is garbage, and uh, and how we have now five games left against those teams and uh and we, i guess we should say if we want to host a playoff game it is both these games are must wins especially the LA Galaxy but really at this point we're talking about qualifying we are at 31 points below us is salt lake at 30 LAFC at 30 Vancouver at 29 i mean San Jose at 27 um but really i'm worried about LAFC. Um, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at. So, like, if we if we narrow this down to SKC and LA Galaxy, I think if we won both of these, I think we would feel much more confident that we would definitely be in the playoffs. Uh, a little more confident about the the prospect of a home playoff match. I'm looking ahead to to Kansas City schedule. Um, just to like do the math, because the thing that is weird about this season is that almost every match is a six-point match because you're playing inside of your conference. After Minnesota, Kansas City has Seattle, and then it's fairly easy with Houston and Vancouver, but then they have Seattle again, the Galaxy again, us again, and then they end their season with Salt Lake. And the Galaxy, looking at their schedule that's coming up, um, they've got a, a little easier, but it's it's us and Austin and Salt Lake, and then they play LAFC. They got the Timbers, which is going to be a, a playoff run. Um, and then Galaxy, Galaxy has Sounders and then Minnesota uh, to wrap up their season. So it's like it really is going to come down to – like we can say that this week is really important, but there's enough alternative matchups for, the, for these last, you know, 12 games or so that are going to – are really going to determine those season. It, I have a feeling it is going to come down to the last day of the season. But also, our strength of schedule is very, very tough. I mean, in our next one, two, three, four, 12 matches that we have left, we play Sporting KC twice. We play LA Galaxy twice. We play Colorado at home. We play uh, uh, LAFC at home. We play Philadelphia, who are in a similar playoff spot as we are. We play DC United, who are in a similar playoff spot as we are. We're playing everybody, almost everybody that we're playing besides... Vancouver and Austin, Houston. I mean, 
or Houston, no, Austin and Houston. We have yeah. uh, Houston. Basically, the, the three Texas teams in Vancouver are the like four kind of easier matches we have. Every other match of the remaining of those remaining eight are all against teams that are e- either at our level or better than us on the um, table. And it's going to be really, really tough because right now we're sitting what? We're yeah, uh, sixth. Yeah, we're sixth, but we are one point from being out of the playoffs. There's very little, I mean, there's very little margin of error for error here. And LAFC is looking pretty good and they're coming back and they're scoring a bunch with their new guy. And um, it's going to be tough. Like I, I mean, the schedule that we're looking at for the rest of the season is scary. Like I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. The, um, the one positive thing I'll end the segment on is that at least um, we have these players coming back to fitness. And if we can pull out, and start to get 80 minutes, 70 minutes of Fragapane, Reynoso, Lud, and someone who can try. Uh, like, actually, maybe put Finley and Lud up top. Put Lud up top and Finley in. Because Finley, uh, at least you know what you'll get from him. He'll, he'll put right. in a shift, and, and Robin Lud knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. So I guess I would actually prefer that right now. As, and if we can get that going, then then there is hope, but I agree, Mark, it, it is getting, you know, it's, dire. It's dire. Yeah. We'll see how, what next week's podcast is. Um, I'm going to cut <laughs> it because uh, we'll, we'll come back and do some Twitter questions here. off the 55 one podcast thank you everyone for staying with us uh especially the only way you're listening right now is if you stayed with with us so uh if you've turned this off then uh screw How you. linear time works yep. uh christian fitchett asks on twitter since minnesota united's play is tepid right now what are your favorite parks and the ones you think are un- underrated any new discoveries you'd like to share uh, we recently went to uh, Boyd Park, which is um, Cathedral Hill in St. Paul, uh, oh. next to the YWCA. Yeah, that's a good one, and it's a really good one. Like that, what I love about it is that we have a five-year-old and almost two-year-old, and usually, like, there's a really good older kid playground, and then like a little like kind of shitty toddler-sized playground, which yeah, is it's made like, up of one, like splinters and Q-tips. Yeah, and like it has like. It has like one like steps to go up and like one slide and that's it. But this one actually has like a really good like small toddler playground too, so it's pretty great. I would go there. And they have and they have like a xylophone to play, which is kind of fun. Uh, Corey, do you have any good parks? Uh, the I, I've gone out to. It's not in the Twin Cities Metro, but it's over. It's out in Woodbury Carver Carver Lake Park has some. Um, um, I'm actually really looking forward to winter fat biking this year. Cause that's my favorite place to go fat biking. That's close to the Metro. Um, go out on the lake. It's all sorts of fun stuff. And I had no idea that it was there. And then I found it and it was great. I love it. At comfort star says, I want to see the young Honduran get a run. Damn it. What are the odds that happens before he's an old Honduran or a gone Honduran? Pretty sure it'll, he'll be gone first, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Are we going to see, Doug Espinoza, what is his name? I don't know. The the Honduran guy. Doug Johnson. Doug Johnson. Are we going to see Doug Johnson play for a? No. 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 You don't think so? 
No, unless yeah. unless we're I beating he, this not out of a team. Five minutes. Five minutes at the red. at the at LA Galaxy away yeah. for the last away, match of the yeah. season mm-hmm. when we're down four one. Yep, um, I will. I will. Uh, I'll be willing to wager that he gets no minutes this season, and uh, maybe ever. Uh, unfortunately, which is I want to see these guys play too. I, I I say that only just like with a kind of cynical like this is how it goes. We get these guys, and then they're only useful for when we play. Remember that guy, um, Johan Jukov. Um, says, have you any of you guys heard about or even played the sport floorball? It's really popular. Johan is our, our Swedish friend. Um, as a recreational sport in, uh, in in Scandinavia, floorball. I don't know what floorball is. Uh, floorball is pretty much like you play floor hockey, right? Yeah. Or like you remember like in middle school or like mm-hmm. elementary you play floor hockey. So imagine playing like like lacrosse floor hockey style and you are hitting a wiffle ball wait so are you playing with a hockey stick yeah it's like a it's like a hockey stick with holes like it looks like a it, it, it yeah it's it's the hockey's the stick yeah it's like a stick like a like a field hockey stick but it has like holes in it to so when you hit the hit the ball i mean it it looks fun like it looks maybe like a good drunken you know get drunk and play play um what Sweden's all about. Um, yeah. what, uh, what I would love to know, I would love it if like Johan, and I would just believe him if he told me, if he said like, oh yeah, you know what's really big? It's it's uh, it's called crab soccer, crab football. <laughs> that would be amazing if like the entire nation of Sweden was just really into crab soccer. Um, right. David, they have their own national team for crab soccer, I bet. David Kelly says, what is the dating equivalent of repeatedly pr- crossing a ball into the box and just praying you'll get a shot on goal. I, I would mean, say that that would probably be like 2006 from to 2008 for me. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this this has real vibes of like friend zone, like getting in the friend zone where you like um, you 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 think that you're like making all these things and you think that you're being subtle and the person definitely knows what's happening and they're just trying to shoot it down. They're like subtly being like. Oh, stop crossing the ball! Oh, yeah, no, that's that's a, interesting, and they're just like deflecting, and then the the defenders are putting you in the friend zone. Oh, see, I was thinking more like it was like it's like Joey from Friends, just like spotting up at the bar next to where like people walk up to order drinks, and every woman that walks up, he just goes, "How you doing?" And then they walk away, and nothing happens. Like that's just him. It's over and over and over again, and nothing ever comes. Roman Metonier is our Joey from Friends. I think so. (laughs) At least Chase is. He's got a bit of a Joey Tribbiani vibe. Yeah, he does. Uh, Marlon says, not much of a question. Is it me, or has Wonderwall been kind of weak at home games lately? I spoke to a Wonderwall member, and he challenged me to make more noise. Challenge accepted. Um, I think Marlon was at the last away game because he kind of said something about uh, at the bar about how Wonderwall was like kind of sucked this year. And then Jens, a Norwegian guy who's, uh, um, who was sitting next to me was like, I'm sorry, you said what? And then they kind of like, it wasn't a fight, but it was. Um, and fight, uh, fight, I fight, think, fight, uh, fight. I think that's probably true. Marlon. I think that there's just a lot of like, I think there's just like still weird vibes. Everything's still weird. Um, I, I agree. It, it is sometimes a little bit weird. Um, the noise and how it's going. Uh, the first season was so enthusiastic, or whatever, and and there's just like growing pains and all that. But again, like it is just a matter of like 
if it's not to your liking, then like, I don't know, do something about it. Also, um, winning and scoring goals also really helps the noise a lot. Yeah. Um, Minnesota State Rep Jamie Becker Finn says, can the Halsey Nine Inch Nails collab, I'm not a woman, I'm a god, be what you play when Megan Rapinoe visits Blackheart in October? I don't know if Megan Rapinoe is going to visit Blackheart in October, but I'm doing I'm doing all my lever pulling to make sure that happens. Uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure she will not appear in the bar. I'm, I'm sure none of those players will appear inside a bar. But um, if I can get her to be outside at the mural, I mean, goddamn, I, you can play whatever you want. I'll invite you, Jamie, because you're a great human being, and uh, <laughs> you should be present. So, um, anything else we want to add? Let's call it. All right. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you uh, two times this week. Away game at Blackheart. Home game at Blackheart. Thanks, everyone. And uh, you're sexy, you're beautiful, and everyone loves you. Bye.